listening to Radio Sega, and this is the Sega Lounge. Sit back, have a drink, and enjoy the conversation. And now, here are tonight's hosts, KC and SSF 1991. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's the Sega Lounge here on Radio Sega and nowhere else. Because screw everywhere else. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, I am Donnie, aka SSF 1991, and here is a certain person you may know as AKC. Hello. And I was not in this interview, so now. <laughs> Screw you! Screw you! Mm-hmm. No, but seriously though, I was fast asleep and thought the interview was a few hours later, so uh. Yeah, that's why I wasn't in it. Uh, Aww. It was great though. Yeah. Yeah, that really you know, made me feel better, Casey. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> I think that's why it was so great, because he wasn't in it, so yeah. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Nah, this seriously guy, though. This guy here wants me to take over the show at some point, and what does he do? Oh, you suck, and the show is better without you. <laughs> yeah, actually, you'll take over the whole community at some point. I thought that I thought everyone already was joking about that at some point. I I don't think they're joking. It's it's just oh. the truth. So yeah, it happened I'm already. But, but I'm not on Sonic Stadium or Retro, though, though, so I'm not really in the owner of the community. Who cares? You're in, the, you, you, you're in the, the, the important sites, like Radio Sega. But, <laughs> um, but, but, Dad! Shut up and go to your room. Well, after we record this part of the show. So, yeah. Let's, let's uh, get back on track with this one. Everyone, welcome to the Sega Lounge. Hi, we're doing a show. Yeah, actually, yeah. So. We're not having a private conversation. So No, not at all. Uh, <laughs> not at all, not at all. So, yeah, as you were saying, uh, we recorded the interview already, this week's interview, with Jamie from uh, Dreamcast Kaka, actually. Uh, and it was an interesting conversation uh, between myself and Jamie. We talked about the... And not, and not Donnie. Uh, not sure if you, if you get this, but yeah, not Donnie. Between myself and Jamie. Uh, yes. You're getting, you're getting coal when you're stalking in a couple months. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry, Santa. Um, yeah, and uh, we Donny talked Klaus. about... <laughs> Donnie Claus. <laughs> yes, Donnie Claus. Uh, I need to get a, a song. Oh, <laughs> Merry Thanksgiving, little ones. I bring you a sonic balloon. <laughs> well, maybe not. be at a parade. <laughs> Here, have a balloon. Pop. Oh, look, it's a balloon. Pop. Press the hidden button to grab it. <laughs> oh, my God. What the hell is this? I don't even know yet anymore. But yeah, this is the Sega Lounge, as usual. Uh, the randomest yeah, show, even uh, more random than the, the the random hour, I think. Yeah, yeah because I'm not there on the random hour. <laughs> <laughs> so 
so yeah, um, welcome everyone. I don't even know what we should talk about now. Oh, I know. Uh, if you want to, if you're listening, and you're probably not the only one listening, there's probably another person listening as well. We usually have two or three listeners, so. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. But we yeah. have more than one. Yeah, we have more than one. So if you want to join the other one or two people that are listening to the Sega Lounge right now, uh, you can uh, join us in the IRC chat room. Just go to radiose.ga forward slash IRC. That's radiose.ga forward slash IRC. And you're in the, the chat room. Just don't forget to change your nickname so we know who you are and people can say hello or the other person can say hello the two of you listening what an amazing game genie code you guys made as your website yes 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 Uh. yes. it's it's actually a maze you you need to go through all these doors and stuff or maybe not or you can if you use uh, uh, if you already use an IRC client you can just access the surreal chat uh, server that's IRC IRC .surrealchat.net and the chat room is um, Radio Sega why Radio Sega? I really don't know it doesn't make any sense but it, we chose Radio neither Sega does, neither does this show so. yeah so it's all good of course you can uh, tweet us at Radio Sega uh, and use the hashtag the Sega Lounge so that's T-H-E I'm not even gonna spell it it's the Sega Lounge just deal with A, it. B, C, D, E, F, G, <laughs> H, I, J, K. I'm not in this interview. D, O, N, N, I, E. R, O, U, G, E. That's me. <laughs> Rouge the Donny? Yeah, Rouge the Don. Rouge the Donny? Original, Rouge the Don, original Paradox character. Do not steal. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, welcome everyone. Uh, this is actually the Sega Lounge. It doesn't sound like you it. You sure? Or, or, or does it? I don't know. Yeah, but anyway, uh, as usual, as usual, uh, before we get on to the, the interview, we have the news in a segment we like to call Donnie's News Corner. We need a, a, an intro for that. Maybe uh, a, a little jingle and uh, a lady singing Tony's News Corner yeah <laughs> or maybe I'll record this and this will be the intro for the next couple of shows maybe not but yeah I can I can see it now just the jingle like like it'll just be like some kind of cheesy cheesy ass jingle Donnie's News Corner yeah and then at the end Donnie <laughs> <laughs> and then you just ha- you hear the sound of a winking <laughs> <laughs> oh my yes uh, <laughs> so welcome to the show welcome to uh, the show and yes Donnie's news corner so take it away Donnie <laughs> alright hello everyone and I have the news for you because this will mo- be the most you'll hear from me for the next hour or so uh, uh, so from the thank starters, god uh, oh my god that Donnie guy like, we don't know what to do with him man like <laughs> bro uh, but the first thing that was actually that just came out yesterday, the news, uh, Tracy Yardley is going to be attending Sonic Boom, the Sonic Boom convention, um, which is pretty cool considering Tracy Yardley has been known to attend just about every Summer of Sonic known to man, I think. So Yeah, with, exactly. With the absence of Summer of Sonic this year, I guess it's only fitting that Tracy Yardley would be at a Sonic Boom along with 
a lot of other guests. I mean, jeez. You, you could tell that everyone, like, you could see that Sonic Boom is becoming definitely the convention of the year this year. You know, whereas, I mean, yeah, you had Summer Sonic in previous years, and then and then eventually Sonic Boom kind of, uh, like, teamed up with that. But this year, I think this is going to be the first year that Sonic Boom really does become the main convention of the year for obvious reasons. But pretty cool yeah. to see, you know, a lot more hype with the convention this year, unlike previous years. So Exactly. Good to s- and maybe we'll have Sonic dancing to some inappropriate rap song this year as well. That would be the highlight, actually. Uh, uh, maybe not. I, I remember that last year, and... Uh, <laughs> Everyone yeah, loved that. Uh, I wouldn't go that far. Uh, <laughs> Liked it a lot. Because you know when you hear really, really hate Sonic, it? when you well when you hear a song, song when you see Sonic dancing to a song that contains the N word, um, about that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there are many other words uh, to to be featured in the song that's Sonic can sing, so maybe they'll go with other types of rap songs or something. Yes. Uh, I'm not sure. I, I'm scared. Yeah, so. yeah, you should be. By the way, what's the name of the the, the person attending Sonic Boom? Tracy Yardley. No, ex- not not right. It's Tracy Yardley because it has a, an exclamation point at the end. Okay, so apparently Jason Griffith has all to do with this. Uh. <laughs> no, really, it, it does. I think. Uh, no. This they, they spell his name um, with a, an exclamation point. Really? Really? I'm, I'm not kidding. Really? I thought that was just a, like a typo or something. No, 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 no. And and I, I'll actually uh, link you to the Wikipedia article because I went there to. Uh, for confirmation and of course if you want confirmation on something you go to Wikipedia <laughs> or, but yeah you know. but, but really it's uh, as it says in the article often spelled Tracy Yardley with an exclamation point so uh, yeah well seg education or something like that um <laughs> anyway so moving on moving on OST is now out on <laughs> iTunes and Amazon <laughs> And it is separated based on discs, so you have to buy both discs separately uh, on iTunes and Amazon. Uh, Amazon is only for those in the U.S., but iTunes is worldwide, so go for iTunes, I guess. Uh, if go you want for to, iTunes! Yeah, if you want to hear Sonic Adventure, Sonic Adventure's OSC on your uh, iWatch, I guess. <laughs> Apple um, Watch. Apple Watch. Yeah, yeah. Just, no, no, that's what the real Apple Watch is. It's just an Apple with a watch um, <laughs> wrapped around it. Yeah. And I... You can tell the time by looking at the shadow of the Apple on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about a five o'clock shadow. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. But yeah. Uh, also, the uh, Passion and Pride remix album it was also made available on Amazon... So, yeah, pretty much five Sonic, five separate Sonic albums, you could say. Although technically three, but separate five discs to Sonic albums have uh, been released in the past week or two. So, yeah, yeah, I'm, the, the, I'm the, to that. the funny thing about the the Passion and Pride uh, album 
is that the physical version has the remix of It Doesn't Matter on it. Uh, but you have to buy the, the remix separately if you go for the dig digital version of the, the album. Yeah, because it doesn't matter now what happens. I will never give up my CD. You know, as long as the digital inside drives me to buy and sell, it doesn't matter who is Apple or who is Amazon. That did not make any damn sense whatsoever. I'm moving on. I'm uh, gonna... You can keep going. I won't say a thing, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was there was there was also a new Alien Isolation trailer that came out. A new uh, Alien? Oh, okay. Yeah, Sorry. new Alien Isolation trailer. A new Alien came out. Okay. Where's the you, Alien? Why do you, Sorry. Why do you even like? <laughs> I'm just. This isn't Tracy Yardley that did the trailer. You know? Yardley. There's no, reason, there's no reason to highlight the trailer. You know, it's it's perfectly fine. Alien. <laughs> Yardley. You're being way too hyped up about that trailer for some reason. <laughs> no, I, you just said a new alien, so I thought maybe a new alien came to Earth or something. So, yeah. No, the alien was not... Okay, no, the alien was not created by Tracy Yardley, so you don't Yardley! need to... Sorry. Why do you do... <laughs> <laughs> from now on, from now on, we, we need... Uh, every time someone mentions Tracy Yardley, we need to go, Yardley! Every time, like... <laughs> every, time, no, every time we announce our next guest, just at the last thing, like at the end, we just suddenly just shout their their last name or something. Tonight on the Sega Lounge, Jamie from Dream, Dreamcast Gaga. <laughs> yeah, that, I'm that sorry sounds... for the the people listening to this with their headphones on. That, that sounds about right. So yeah, new Alien Isolation trailer. You were saying. <laughs> yeah, a new trailer. Uh, yeah, there's a brand new trailer. It actually shows off the new survivor mode. Um, and, and it's quite pretty and amazing, you know? Um, like, and, and apparently they confirmed that there will be a season pass you'll be able to get for Alien Isolation, along with five packs of DLC for survivor mode, starting on October 28th and running until... Eventually, March 2015 or something like that, so... Um, Ka-ching! Yeah, that, that's a lot of DLC, I'm just saying. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm fine with there being, like, one or two, but seriously, I feel like five is overkill. And that's how I feel about Payday 2 as well. Payday the Heist 2, which is completely unrelated, but it's a good example. Uh, <laughs> there's no reason for this much DLC for one game. I, I, I mean, think there is. Money. No, like, it, it, but that's the thing, though. That, that there shouldn't be this much money in, for one game. I would rather just buy the game, maybe have one or two DLC packs, and that'll do it. Why do we need so much more DLC packs? Like, Be because money. But yeah, uh, are the all the DLC packs? Um, will they all be paid for? Or like do if you, you get this? Or are some of them free? No, not, none of them are free. Okay. So you, if you get the season pass, you can get all five for free? Or, well, you pay for the season pass and then you'll have the five DLC packs? Yeah, essentially. Okay. If you don't get the season pass, you need to buy each one of them separately, right? Yeah, which you'll more than likely have to do because you can only get these season passes and packs at GameStop. Oh, in that's, that's interesting. 
Yeah, because for some reason we have to continue this trend of retailer-only DLC because, gee, if we couldn't be any more greedy. Really? Aren't they gonna make them available for everyone at some point? I hope so, they just didn't confirm that, that's the thing. That, that's it, kind it's... of silly because they would make more money that way. Well, the well, is, though, is well. That... You can uh, you can get the DLC. You just can't get the season passes, right? That's what you're saying. No, you, you can't get the DLCs or the season passes except if you go to a North American GameStop. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I, I, and considering how Sega usually is with GameStop, this would doesn't surprise me. And it wouldn't surprise me if it ended up being just, you know, that. So. Okay, that's pretty easy. Stupid, but okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then, none, and then none of us from no one from Sega decided to come on our show. Oh. <laughs> well, n n not stupid. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. It's I, stupid. I, I it's totally, stupid. Sorry. Yeah, I, I totally like that idea. You know. It's, yes, more it's quite amazing. Money. You know. Meanwhile, like, comment, favorite, and subscribe. Uh, <laughs> KC and SSF lies on YouTube. Um, <laughs> Our nose will grow just as much as our viewer account. Yes, Zephyr. yes. Look, this is my, my nose. Yeah. This is my nose. Okay. Yeah. Your nose is all eating. Right. Okay. That's my not, nose is slurping, that's not, apparently. Oh, that's not creepy at all. Okay. My nose is slurping. This is 2014. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and yes. this is a guy that's supposed to be doing professional articles on TSSE News. Yes. Boy, is I... Anyway. Isn't it TDDD? No? TDD. The Donny Donny Donny? Something? No, because I'm not the only one that... Like, I'm not the only one, though. And also, Rosie the Rascal followed me on Twitter. Random note. Yay. Uh, <laughs> I, I, don't even, I don't even remember what TSSC stands for. The, uh, the Supersonic Zone. I oh, think. okay. I yeah. actually... I don't rem didn't remember that. But yeah, that sounds right. So, the Super Donny Zone... TSDZ. But if we're going with this whole community, Donny community thing, wouldn't it be the Donny community or something? The new Don Order, there you go. The Donny, just the Donny. I mean, no, there actually is a Twitter account. There is a Twitter account now called New Donny Order. I'm not joking. Yes. What's the handle? It's Is it... GKCUG, what do you think? Is it... Okay. Is it... Uh, Yardley. No, it's not. Oh my God! At Yardley. <laughs> I swear, I don't even need to be in the interview for something to start up, do I? <laughs> yes, the the interview will be uh, actually more professional, of course. But there's professionalism yeah. in the okay. Yes, yes. Uh, okay, so you mean there's professionalism in an interview and okay. not uh, not in the rest of the show? So yeah. Uh, one thing I, I, I forgot to mention uh, about the, the Sonic Adventure OST, the, the actually the Passion and Pride uh, albums, is that one of them is um, has the, the original versions of the songs, and the other one uh, has instrumental versions, which weren't previously released. So uh, that if, if for for even though you have to pay for. Uh, each of the discs separately. It's kind of bare that way because if you already have the original versions, you just have to pay for the instrumental versions. So yeah. Quick, uh, quick professional note. 
we we can get back also, to the crazy news no yeah the last bit of news anyway <laughs> uh tokyo game show is this week and there is probably going to be quite a bit of news coming out of it oh is there going to be news because not only are we getting pretty much every single sega game in their lineup attending at this convention and i'm not sure playable i think playable uh that will include Sonic Boom with the brand new subtitles that the Japanese version will be getting, uh, which I do believe I need to look this up a little bit because um, TSSE. Uh, <laughs> I'm just I'm just laughing because you just linked me to that uh, news on your uh, account on Twitter. <laughs> so uh, apparently uh, um, the person behind this retweets every single one of your tweets and uh and more so and more uh the wii u <laughs> version of sonic tune as it is in japan is supposed to be sonic tune ancient treasure sonic tune sonic tune sonic tune totally Yardly. not on t oh my god <laughs> Sonic Yardly, uh, <laughs> Sonic Yard, Sonic Yard, Sonic Yard. Anyway, uh, so <laughs> Sonic Tune Adventure Island on 3DS, uh, and also Scree Casey. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's the the best. That would be the the, the best best selling game in the series. Sonic Tune Screw Casey. Actually, yeah, don't do one, that. Uh, That's creepy and gross, perverted uh, and gross, and yes. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> this has been the Sega Lounge. Uh, tune in again next week for more. <laughs> this is totally going to be an absolute like bread and butter in comparison to this in the interview. So, <laughs> yeah, go for the bird because the bread is <laughs> moldy. <laughs> oh, bird is my. the word. Yes. Uh, so yeah, I think uh, I think that's. The news, <laughs> right? Yep. Uh, I hope so. Uh, yeah. yeah I just I just have one one more thing that uh, I've been asked to talk about. Uh, I'm I, we'll we'll talk about this. No, it's professional. It comes from me, so it's always professional. Hardly. Um, <laughs> no, but actually, uh, on a serious note, uh, not serious, but yeah, hardly. Um, uh, yeah, we, we'll be talking about this uh, in the coming weeks. We might ask the guys to come on the show to talk a bit about that but uh, we'll be on uh, Sonic Boom Radio Sega um, on a, an official uh, uh, way if you um. if you must because yes we, we will be sending two of our reporters to to Sonic Boom yes to, yeah, not, not the game of course but yeah <laughs> Yeah, that, that's the problem with the name of the of the game and the, the convention and everything because too many Sonic Boom stuff happening. But yes, we'll be at the convention. We'll be sending uh, TCB, the Chaos Blue, and uh, Twini to the convention as reporters for Radio Sega. So we'll be starting a forum thread on RadioSega.net uh, in the next few days for people to let us know what they'd like to what they'd like us to ask. The, the special guests there's lots of people going I can't remember them all but the voice actors for the cartoon and the game Sonic Boom 
Uh, Tracy Yardley is also there, apparently. So we maybe we can ask uh, Tracy why why there's an ex exclamation point uh, in his name. But uh, maybe that. I, I, I can see now. Uh, hello, Tracy Yardley! Um, or something like that. <laughs> so, Tracy Yardley, uh, let me ask you something. <laughs> you know, with how much we've I'd made love fun to of interview name, the guy sure just for that. You know, with how much we've made fun of his name, I don't think he's ever going to want to be on the show ever. I never thought of that before. So, yeah. Uh, from now on, Mr. Tracy Yardley. Um, Yardley! Uh, <laughs> I can't help myself. Uh, I, I I don't know why I, I never made this joke on air before because it's something that I always. Uh, it's because of me. Isn't I it? love I love it. Yeah, probably probably. But yeah, so I was saying, if you want to, uh, if you have questions for uh, Jun Sonoy, uh, Johnny Duelli, or the voice actors behind the the cart the Sonic Boom cartoon and the, the game, the who else is going to be there? Tracy Yardley. Johnny is not going to be at Sonic Boom. Just, just saying. I, th I thought it was the uh, Crash 40. Just June? Really? Just June. Okay. So uh, let's rewind. <laughs> so if you have Yardley. questions for Yardley and. Tracy Yardley. Okay. Yardley. Uh, okay. So yeah, if you have questions for the special guests, we'll probably have some time to chat with. If not all of them, uh, some of them. So yeah, uh, keep an eye out for for that. We'll have uh, closer to the date. We'll have a, a news post reminding people that they can uh, contribute with some questions for the guests. But if you're a Radio Sega member, you can uh, access our forums in the next few days, and there's bound to be a, a forum thread for people to uh, suggest some questions. So I think that's interesting and the plan is the guys uh, will record the interviews and then we'll have uh, we'll play the interviews on the um, the following Sega Lounge episodes uh, Yardley that's actually really creepy but okay <laughs> I can you see started that. this I, no, no 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 I, 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 I say it enthusiastically you say it the creepy way I, I say everything creepily. You expect anything new from me here, exactly, Casey? Exactly. Hello, Tracy. Yardley. 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 I'm a little teapot short and stout. <laughs> oh my god. Here is my handle, and here is Laura Sue's car. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, yes, I'm, yes. I'm a little bender, short and stout. <laughs> Here's my artwork. Here's better things. <laughs> yes, <laughs> true. Uh, <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Uh, okay, so, uh, so I think that's that's about it for, for Donnie's news corner. Donnie! Are you, sure, you sure this just wasn't a Casey and Donnie do a thing corner or something? Uh, no, that's, that's uh, actually gross. So, no, that wasn't that at Every, all. Everything at all. is gross on this show. What are you talking about? Yes, but you know what's not gross? The interview we have with Jamie from uh, Dreamcast Gaga. So, stay tuned oh, for that. Yes. Segways. <laughs> yes. 
and actually the the the, the thing that the segways they're they're gross because people uh, hold them hold the handles with their hands and it's gross sweaty and why do you go that route casey why did you do this i don't know but i do know one thing it's time to take a quick music break we'll play <laughs> yeah and we'll play two of our guests picks for the week you're listening to ray sega 45k9 sega <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so hello listeners. This is the sexy hour on Radio Sega. <laughs> coming coming up next, the main theme from Space Harrier. And <laughs> and actually actually this next track title is is actually uh sexy. From seeing the rough wave. From seeing the rough wave from Fantasy Star Online. Actually, what the hell is, is this? Star Online. Yes, too much noise. Uh, from seeing the rough wave, it's. I think this is English, but okay. What do I know? I'm Portuguese. So I think our, I think our uh, dialogue is seeing a rough wave right now. I don't know about you. <laughs> yes, so stay tuned for the main theme from Space Harrier and from seeing the rough wave from Fantasy Star Online. When we get back, I'll be talking to Jamie. I will be talking to Jamie from the Dreamcast Gaga because Donnie isn't there. What's I feel this is. What the hell is that? But yeah. You're listening. Boppity boop. <laughs> We're listening. You're listening. We are. The Mary Poppins. What the hell? You're listening to Radio Sega. <laughs> playing the best Sega music 24-7. It was pretty good too. And this is the Sega Lounge. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 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 
This is the Sega Lounge on Radio Sega. Come on in and have a seat. Okay, everyone, welcome back. This is the Sega Lounge on Radio Sega, and tonight we have with us a very special guest. So, uh, since last week was actually Dreamcast Week on Radio Sega, we had uh, a few shows that dedicated their airtime to Sega's uh, White Box of Dreams. Uh, but yeah, we we thought there's no no such thing as too much Dreamcast, right? No such thing. So uh, this week on the Sega Lounge, we have Jamie from Dreamcast Gaga. Hello. Hello, Casey. Thank Hello. you for having me. How are you? Uh, it's a pleasure to have you here. And uh, so for those who don't know, uh, we actually mentioned this. Uh, I think I mentioned your website on Radio Sega's Top 40 Countdown and on last week's uh, The Sega Lounge. But for those that don't know, you can just go to dcgaga.com and you can find uh, Jamie's website, uh, Dreamcast Gaga. So for those that don't know you, do you want to introduce yourself and talk a bit about your history with Sega, your background, what led you to create this website? Sure. Well, I've been living in Japan now for five years, but I was living here uh, previously as well. And I, I've been a Sega fan for a long time. Um, and But Dreamcast was actually my first Sega system. And I was sold, I sold it basically on the hype of Sonic Adventure and the fact that my local arcade at the time had a copy of House of the Dead 2. And it was mine and my best friend's mission to complete that on one credit. And as soon as I found there was a home release, then I knew I had to have a Dreamcast. Cool. Yeah, so uh, the first game you, you had for the Dreamcast, Sonic Adventure? It was Sonic Adventure. It was the one that they were showing in all the, the local shops where I lived at the time in the UK. Yeah, same for me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you said the Dreamcast was your first uh, Sega console, right? That's right. Yeah, I, I was I was a big fan of the Mega Drive, which I have now, but I never actually had one as a child. I had um, what, what was very popular in the UK and an Amiga 500 Ooh. at that time. Cool, cool stuff. So I, missed out. I missed out on the Mega Drive, but since then I've finally been able to catch up. <laughs> yeah. That's the, the beauty of retro gaming. 
which is something that's, that, that's very popular these days. It is, it is, and it's easier than ever now to get hold of these old consoles that at the time we didn't really have the money for or wasn't able to access. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So yeah, so you lived, uh, you're from the UK, right? That's correct, uh, yeah. You moved to Japan because of work, perhaps? Um, well, I actually moved, for the first time, I moved 12 years ago. I was only 18 at the time. And the reason was, it was basically from my coming into contact with the game Shenmue for Dreamcast. Be Ooh. Before that time, I wasn't really that interested in Japan. And the inspiration from playing Shenmue, I, I started becoming interested in the country, in, in, um, interested in the language. And from then on, I decided to head to Japan, and I never looked back, really. Cool, that's really cool. That's actually... I, I think you're not alone in that, because I think Shenmue opened up the, the, the doors to Japan uh, somewhat to, to everyone. I actually... I never never been to Japan, but that's something I want to do uh, sometime in the future. And Shenmue actually plays a big part in that. It's one of the main reasons I, I am interested in the, the Japanese culture. So, yeah, that's that's awesome. Um, yeah, it's, it's, very, it's a very um, good introduction to the country because it's just so real. And at the time, there was no other game like it. It was actually the first game I imported, um, period. It was the first imported game I ever had. So it, it was a bit of a struggle. But it, it, from then on, I became interested in Japan, and at that time, Jet Set Radio and all these other um, Japan-influenced games were coming out. Yeah, and and that's what happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah, true. Uh, I also want to visit Hong Kong sometime. So because yeah, of Shenmue that, too. <laughs> as well, I want to see. I've heard that not a lot of what was pictured in Shenmue actually still exists, but I'm still interested to go and check it out myself. Yeah, yeah. I've seen pictures, and uh, yeah. One of those places that I want to visit as well, but mostly Japan. So yeah, um, as we were saying, you have this awesome uh, Dreamcast-related website, uh, Dreamcast Gaga. So if, again, if people want to visit dcgaga.com, um, why don't you talk a bit about uh, what made you um, create this website? We know this that the website is turning two years old uh, this Friday, right? So want to talk a bit about that? Yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's it's two years old this Friday, and I basically started it off like a lot of people who have similar websites in the fact that I wanted to catalog the items I was I was picking up for Dreamcast and and write a little bit about my experiences with the games, not just the mainstream games, but maybe games that people haven't heard of because they're not available in other territories. And yeah, and it, it just went from strength to strength, and I. Once I finished cataloging most of this, uh, the main items that people can get hold of, I started to look for more exclusive and more obscure items, such as the video camera, and try and record them on YouTube. And yeah, I had a lot of positive feedback, so it's been great. Yeah, and the website's got lots of different areas that people can explore. That There's news, uh, you also review games, right? That's right. Hardware I as well. Sorry, in my review, there's um, there's actually what I told you about Shenmue, my um, the influence that it had on me and the reason why I came to Japan. I actually included that in the review, so if people can check that out. They can find a little bit more of how I became interested in the Dreamcast. Cool, cool. 
cool. Yeah, uh, your review of Shenmue is actually pretty interesting uh, because you um, you talk about your experience and some of the the words uh, that you uh, when you went to Japan, the people, uh, stuff that you memorized to use to talk to people. So it's it's really an interesting read if you if you're If you're able to go to the website and search uh, reviews, and then you find Chenmu, it's awesome, awesome because it's a review of the game and uh, Jamie's first trip to Japan. So don't forget to, to check that out. Um, all the games that you review um, for your website, uh, you own all of them. Do you own yeah. more than the ones that are reviewed? I own a lot, lot more than yeah than this, but it, these are the ones that I've. I've been able to write about at the moment. If I had more time, I would write about a lot more games. And the next game I'm going to be covering is Under Defeat. I picked oh, that yeah. up a game recently, and I've been having a lot of fun with that. So that that will be coming up on the website soon. Yeah, we talked about Under Defeat last week on the show. Uh, yeah, I heard. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, uh, I, I've never played it, but I I'll probably pick up the HD version that's now available for the. The PS3 and the Xbox 360 because I don't think I, I I'm not sure if uh, under the feet is that easy to find for the Dreamcast these days. No, it was, it was actually the second to last game that was officially released for the system, so it's it's kind of rare. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's definitely worth picking up. The soundtrack alone is 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 excellent. Awesome, awesome. So yeah, you you obviously uh, talk about the Japanese Dreamcast and Japanese games. Um, do you think, um, or is there a particular Japanese exclusive game that you'd like to mention as one of your favorites or one that influenced you the most? Apart from Shenmue, but that, that's not Japanese exclusive. So, is there any uh, game that ex is exclusive to Japan that you think is worth mentioning? Yeah, that, that's an easy one for me. It's it's exclusive to Japan. It's not exclusive for the Dreamcast anymore. But the game that definitely um, I have the most fun with still is uh, Capcom vs SNK 2. Oh, okay. It's the game when I first came to Japan that was so was very popular in the arcades, and it was the game that made me really realize that Dreamcast was an arcade perfect machine. It... Yeah, that's right. That's actually very true. Um, yeah, um, one thing, by the way, we will talk more about the website, but one thing, one of the posts that I was actually trying to find it now, but uh, one of the posts you did for the website was, um, let me try to find it now, uh, regarding one shop, a shop that Sega opened. Uh, in the uh, motel, in the motel area of, of Tokyo, I think, right? That's right. Se Sega Kawaii Shop, yeah. Exactly. Uh, want, want to talk a bit about that experience, how it was to visit that area? <laughs> yeah, it, it was very interesting. I, I came across it completely by coincidence. Um, I was out shopping in Shibuya, um, a well-known shopping district mm -hmm. in Tokyo. And... I saw this sign for Sega, mentioning Sega or something like a museum, and and the actual location was quite strange. It was in the middle of the Love Hotel district, and not somewhere <laughs> you would expect to find a Sega museum. And I went inside, and they had all these fantastic consoles, um, 
all in great condition, all uh, all boxed, and it was great. I could play on some of the consoles, and they were also selling Dreamcast and other Sega memorabilia. So it, it was a pleasant surprise. Yeah, yeah, you found it by 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 just by chance, right? Yeah, Th that's chance. what they all say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't often go searching for Sega memorabilia around that area. <laughs> yeah, but uh, people love Sega, so that's why it, it's appropriate. Exactly. It's appropriate. We all yeah. have a, a very special love affair with Sega. So that's that's the reason that's, that that's the location for the store in the museum. Especially former managing director Yukawa. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh my. Yes. Uh, so uh, uh, apart from the the reviews and the, the you ha also have some guides, right? Uh, yeah, I'm trying to put together some guides. It's 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 kind of difficult. I'm trying to come up with more. I've got a VGA compatibility list, which I'm still looking to complete forever because there's still games that I'm finding out that are and aren't compatible. I've got a mil CD compatibility list, so you can find out which systems are compatible with the. CD-ROMs, basically, um, and there are a few other guides there for people to check out if they want to. Yeah, even uh, for people to play import games on their Dreamcast as well, right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah, this one I, I'll need to check out in the future. I uh, as is it's probably really well known by now. Uh, I don't have a working Dreamcast. I had uh, two Dreamcasts. I had one that I bought uh, in 2000. And one that I bought a couple of years ago, both broken, so I need to buy a new one. But maybe I'll need to check out this guide because you also have something interesting in your website, uh, a store. Want to talk a bit about that? Yeah, um, the store came about basically when I started up the website. I would get emails from um, and, and Twitter messages from people asking if I could find them a certain game, and. I was happy to do so, and in in the end, it, it became so big that I thought I'd put up a list of prices. Um, I tried to keep the prices as low as possible. It's not it's harder these days with the yen is depreciating in value, but I, I try to keep the prices as low as possible. So it's more of a community than a than a, than a shop that's making a profit. Um, and I also I will track down other games for other systems if people need need me to do so. Cool. Yeah. Uh, and all the games that you sell are uh, f uh, Japanese versions, right? NTSC? Yeah, my, my store is com completely focused on the Japanese side of Dreamcast and all the games, everything we sell is completely mint edition. Um, I have some great feedback and yeah, it's, it's mainly for collectors. So yeah, we, we have some very, very particular customers who want the perfect games and luckily we've been able to supply that. Yeah, awesome. Uh, apart from games, you also have uh, special edition consoles, right? That's right, yeah. Um, the special edition consoles is not something I keep in stock myself. I, I mainly order them when people order them in, just because they're so expensive. Yeah, I, I believe that. <laughs> yeah, you have uh, some of them. For example, the Red Seaman uh, Christmas Dreamcast, $600. So. That's the one, yeah, it's, it's a very expensive. And I, I actually got an email today about the, the Blue Pearl Dreamcast, which someone is looking for. And oh, nice. so that's, that's another limited edition that I've yeah. been tracking for somebody. By the way, a, a question we had last week on the show. Um, are the VMUs and the, the accessories compatible with other regions, with consoles from other regions? 
Yep, all accessories are compatible. The only one I think that I know of is the Dreamcast uh, light gun, which is not compatible with American Dreamcasts. Okay. That was because um, Sega blocked it during the, I think it was the Columbine shooting. Uh, oh, really? Didn't know that. Interesting. Yeah, so, you know, people, if you want to buy some cool accessories uh, for your Dreamcast, you can uh, check out dcgaga.com and uh, find the, you can find the store. Just click the DC Gaga store uh, button and you'll find lots of different items. And from the feedback, I think this uh, store works really well. So you're doing a great job. People are extremely happy with your service. So I think that's the best uh, adver uh, advertisement possible. The best publicity possible is the, the customers, right? Yeah, well, it, it's 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 not a shop really for that aim. I just want to, I just want to get the games out to people. Don't want them sitting on shelves on my shelf, particularly. Um, uh, the more people who are playing Dreamcast, the more people are talking about Dreamcast, Dreamcast, and the, the bigger the community will be. Yeah, exactly. Agreed, agreed. So yeah, don't forget to check out the website. Uh, it, it's really interesting because it it focuses on on things. It's not your average. Um, community website in the way that, that we're used to we have lots of Dreamcast related websites or Mega Drive. This is a bit different because it's focused more on, focuses more on your personal experiences and uh, I think it's really interesting to check out so don't forget to do so when you have the chance. Uh, so I think we can now talk a bit about um, your Dreamcast related experiences. So you already mentioned Shenmue and how it affected your life. Uh, That's yeah. Uh, do you want to uh, talk more about any other memories, special memories you have? Maybe when you got your first console and stuff like that. Yeah, sure. I mean, I remember my very first console. Um, I got it just after launch day, um, and it came with Sonic Adventure, and that was it. I I had I bought the internet internet guide. The official guide, which was at around 10 or 12 pounds at the time, which was a lot of money because I was only 15. Um, yeah, <laughs> my first, it was my first experience on the internet, so it, it, it was it was a great time. And 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 going online with Sega, I actually won a copy of Sega Bass Fishing um, through Ooh. the Dream Arena. It's actually the, the only thing I've ever won in my life, so it was a lucky sign there. <laughs> but Sega wasn't generous enough to send me the fishing rod, just just the game. Sadly, but yeah. Um, so I started with Sonic Adventure, and I, I had a lot of fun with that game. And the next game that I was waiting for was House of the Dead 2, another fantastic arcade perfect shoot 'em up. And from then on, it was just great arcade conversions. I, I loved Crazy Taxi, Virtua Tennis, Soul Calibur, and then we had the the big Japanese games, the Shenmue, Jet Set Radio. And then, from then on, I went to Japan, and yeah, and my collection expanded greatly. Speaking of which, how many games do you have in your collection? Do you know that? Um, I, well, I have a lot of games that for, stocked for the store, but in my my own personal collection, I would say there's about 120, 130 games. Whoa, that's a lot. I don't know. Yes, I actually don't know how many uh, games were released for the Dreamcast in total, but. Good question. That's I something I'm gonna have to Um, yeah, I, I have a figure somewhere, but not to hand. I should have included that at, as part of our uh, Sega Launch challenge. 
Although I, I think if, if um, your listeners go to our website, I believe in our guide section there is a there's a list of Dreamcast um, game sales for Japan. So Ooh, they should be able to get an idea. There is rough oh, how many. so about 368. Yep, and there's probably there's probably a few more than that because that's from when Sega was still counting. Yeah. So I don't. Yeah. It includes games such as Pure Pure Fever and games that came later, such as Radoki uh, and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, those games. So the number one, the the, the best-selling game in Japan, Seaman. I didn't know that. That's correct. Yeah, it, it's it's easily the most well-known game for Dreamcast in Japan. Interesting. I thought it was Sonic Adventure, but it actually comes in at number two. Yeah, that's right. If you if you ask the general public which they know, Sonic Adventure or Seaman, most people from that era will say Seaman. Mm, interesting, yeah. Uh, this is an interesting list. Uh, number three, Biohazard Code Veronica, so Resident Evil. Number four, Sega Rally 2. Number five, Shenmue. Interesting. Didn't know that. Uh, there's also a US list. Uh, by the way, you can mention this. Oh, okay. Number one, Sonic Adventure. <laughs> number two, NFL 2K. Number three, Crazy Taxi. Number four, NFL 2K1. And number five, NBA 2K1. Interesting. Lots of the 2K sports games. Yeah, as you would expect, a lot of the American sports games yeah. sold really Shadow number nine, actually. Short, a few thousand shorts of 500,000. Not bad. Interesting. Okay. So yeah, uh, you can you can check this out uh, on the guide section of the website. If you, for everyone listening, that's where you can find these figures. Yeah. Um, so you have uh, you said 130, more or less. Uh, roughly, yeah, I haven't counted in in a few months, but yeah, around that figure. Okay. So you're still working on that uh, 300 and something. My yeah, I, I mean that would include a lot of dating sims that I'm, I'm not really prepared to give shelf space <laughs> to. So I'm, I'm just keeping it at the bare essentials, really. <laughs> okay. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, yeah. So uh, uh, you you uh, you mentioned Shenmue before. I think this is uh, one of everyone's favorites. Uh, there's a big community around Shenmue as well. Um, where about Shenmue uh, leaves such a... Why did it leave such a, an impression on you when playing the game? It's a good question. I mean, I mean, I think, I think the biggest factor is it came at a time when there were no games like it. It was this big open world environment and it was just something that was so real. I think these days people who go back to it might think that it's a bit dull because we're used to so much action in games these days. But at that time, I appreciated the slower pace, the realism, and it, and it transported me to a place where I'd never been before. And really, that's what games should be about. Yeah, and it did something uh, so much um, new stuff that are uh, stuff that is used nowadays on on modern video games as well. So. It set some steps for the industry it, 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 at the time. But a lot of it paved the way, like you say, for a lot of games. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's open world games that we have today. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, it's easily my my all-time favorite game. 
but uh, yeah, both the the first one and the second. Maybe the first Can one. Maybe the first one. Ask which, which do you prefer from Shenmue One and Shenmue Two? Yeah, pr probably the first one. Probably the first. it was the one that I, I played the most. Um, okay. Yeah, hands down. Uh, and probably the, the the game that I played the most on the Dreamcast. The next the the next one probably. Echo the Dolphin, Defender of the Future, those two games were the ones that I spent most time on uh, back in the day, but Shenmue hands down. I, I think the whole... Um, Shenmue 2 was, was bigger, uh, and the world yep. was bigger, the, the, the Hong Kong area, the, the various districts and, and quarters and everything, but uh, the, the fact that the first one had a smaller uh, world to explore and that there were so many characters, I think that that's what left a, a bigger impression on me. Because as you said, um, no game at the time did that, so that's, that's amazing. And um, the weather, the, the, the fact that they used the actual weather on that particular day in 1986, everything was amazing, uh, was real, that left a, a big mark on me. <laughs> Yeah, I still remember the, the day I started playing uh, Shenmue. It's interesting. Not many games had that effect on me. But yeah. yeah I, I can too as well. I remember win winter in the UK and sitting down and it was cold outside and it was also cold in the world of Shenmue at the yeah. time. <laughs> exactly. It's awesome. It's awesome. So, um, I won't be wrong probably if I say that you'd like to play Shenmue 3. I would like to play Shenmue 3. Um, let's keep up the Twitter campaigns. Sega have got to listen to us eventually. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. There's a big following uh, for this this campaign. People, there's a vocal a vocal community trying to get Sega to release the third game or develop the, the game. Yeah. But yeah, who knows? Who knows what the future holds for the Shenmue community? We'll just have to keep I've on I've heard moving. it's going to be a Dreamcast, uh, Dreamcast 2 launch title. Yes, yes, yes. That's probably what's going to happen. So. Keep, keep, keep up the faith. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah. So apart from Shenmue and Capcom vs SNK2, uh, are there any other games that left a, a mark on you from the Dreamcast era that you'd like to mention? Yeah, a couple of games. Jet Set Radio was a game that visually was really a strong game and and something that again got me interested in the culture of Japan. So that would that would be one. A second one would be one that maybe people are not so familiar with back in in Europe and in North America, and that is Tokyo Bus Guide. And that's basically a game where you drive around the streets of Tokyo driving a bus. That's actually it sounds really awesome. <laughs> it it's it sounds it doesn't sound the most exciting of games but trust me if you if you play it there's something about getting into the zone and this remembering all the different responsibilities you have such as making the announcements closing the doors watching the the traffic oh it's that real it is that real it, oh. it used as um, a driving simulator for passing a, a real driving test interesting I thought it was um, like something like crazy taxi yeah no no it, it, it's a very realistic game and it, if, if you are interested in it I actually made a, a video of the game and you can check it out on my YouTube channel oh, cool 
need to check that out. Uh, okay, Tokyo. Oh, you you have a review on your website. You, you I do. Yeah, there's also Tokyo's Tokyo Bay Skyline. Interesting. It looks like a Jet Set Radio. It it is. It's, it's got that similar similar um, graphical style that was very popular at the time. Yeah, the the cell streets, shape. The but... streets look like like the, the ones in, in Jet Set Radio. Yeah, and they're all exact. They're all um, real streets, and yeah, it's very well made. It, it's 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 very strange going around the streets of Tokyo, uh, and having already played um, the Tokyo Bus Guide, driving a bus around those same streets. <laughs> uh, and you can't uh, go over the speed limit. Or... No, you can't go over the speed limit. You can't. <laughs> you are restricted by the rules of the. The Green Cross Code. <laughs> oh, this is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> is this a Sega game? It's not a, not Sega, a Sega game, game. but it, it was published by Sega and it was also published by Sega in the arcades. Mm. But they didn't actually produce the game. I, I forget the name of the company now. It doesn't come to mind. Okay, okay. Cool stuff. We need to check out the, the video on your YouTube channel. So, yeah, so um, three quick questions. Uh, first okay. one, best game on the Dreamcast. Shemu. Okay. Worst game. Oh, worst game. <laughs> Are there any bad games for Dreamcast? I don't um, know. Maybe Soul Fighter. Soul Fighter. Okay. Never heard of that. I think. I think that was a. If I'm if I'm correct, that was a game I had. It was similar to like a Streets of Rage kind of game where you played as goblins and. And whatnot. Okay. I have one. Uh, 90 minutes. Uh, okay. Yeah, I mentioned that uh, last week on the Sega Lounge. Uh, probably the, the, the worst game I, I own for the Dreamcast. Uh, f- football, soccer game. Yeah, I mean, I, I've got kind of blinkered eyes when it comes to football games for the Dreamcast just because I wanted want to be good so much that I kind of, every game I played, I made excuses for it. Even Virtua Striker 2. <laughs> so, yeah, I can't I really. Like, I like Virtual Striker too. Yeah, it's, it has it has its uh, charms. I, I even like 90 minutes to be honest. Though I, I uh, looking back, it was really really bad, but uh, I, I actually loved it. I had my my own team, my own custom team um, with the uniforms, the, the names, everything. But is, is that in KC that came out towards the end of the Dreamcast? Yeah, work? yeah, it was uh, developed by Smilebit. Yeah, that's the one. It was called J League Spectacular Soccer in Japan. Oh, it was released in Japan. Okay. Yeah, it's a Smilebit game, so yeah, it was released first. It has quite nice, oh, nice graphics, yeah, but like you say, it, it's quite a difficult game to play. Yeah, yeah, it, it has nice graphics. So. Yeah, and it had. Um, I think most of the game, most of the, the, the teams and the, the player names were, were real. They got the licenses for that as well. So. Uh, but but as I said, I, I enjoyed the game a bit, but looking back, it was really awful. So maybe that one was the, the worst, my worst Dreamcast game. Okay, uh, third question. Weirdest game? Seaman. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Especially when you're playing in Japanese. Oh, I can imagine that. Seaman. Yeah. Uh, Did you... um, Or put it this uh, in a different way. Uh, 
best game that used the VMU. Or best use Sonic of the Adventure. VMU. Uh, Sonic Adventure, because it was it was a game, it was actually a game that you wanted to play away from the Dreamcast and one that had actual meaning in the game. Otherwise, the actual in-game, the best use, I would probably say maybe Biohazard or Resident Evil because it was kind of useful being able to monitor your your life or your heartbeat mm -hmm. um, without accessing the in-game menu. So you could just look at the controller. I thought that was really cool at the time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I agree with both of them. Okay, so yeah, I think those were the quick questions we had. Uh, can't think of another one. Um, Were there, was there anything, um, or was there any game that back in the day you would like to have for the Dreamcast that you never got to, to buy, never got around to buy? Even if you yeah. even if you found it later, but back in the day when you were younger? Yeah, I mean, well, there's still games, basically all the PAL games I, I've never really been able to buy because I've been here and I, I, I said that I would solely collect the Japanese games, but one game I, I'm really interested to play is um, Wacky Races. I played the demo as a child that came with the official Dreamcast magazine in the UK. I had a lot of fun with it, I thought it was, it was quite an interesting game. So that, that's probably one I'd like to pick up at some point. Yeah, people uh, talk about that game a lot. I never played it, but uh, people say it was a, an awesome game for the Dreamcast. I actually had the chance to buy it, but never thought it would it was that good. Because, well, uh, games based on on licenses licenses are sometimes suck. So. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, I I had the chance to buy it more than once, I think, but never got around to pick pick it up because I never thought it was anything that good. Yeah, I mean, I was a big fan of the cartoons as a kid, and I thought visually it was quite, it was quite charming, and it was something a little bit different. And there, there are not many good kart racing games on the Dreamcast, if I'm honest. So it's, yeah, it's one I'd like to play. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, people, you need to find a copy of Record Races and send it to Jamie. Okay. Yeah, do that, Anna. I can, I can swap you for something from Japan. <laughs> okay. Very good. So yeah, I think uh, it's time to make a quick break. Okay, we'll take a music break, and we've played, of course, as usual uh, on the Sega Lounge. We play uh, the musical selection by or musical selection by our guests. Uh, the first music break we had uh, the main theme from Space Harrier and from seeing the rough wave uh, from Fantasy Star Online. So this next music break. Uh, what will we play? We'll play the Sega Gaga March, the vocal version from Sega Gaga, which is actually uh, a game I'd love to play. Not sure if you played the, the game? Yep, I played it, reviewed it, and yes, even made a video talking about it. So uh, yeah, people can check that out. It's, it's, it's a game that all Sega fans should, should try. I think there are some game facts out there for you to help now. But yeah, as a Sega fan, it's, it's unmissable. Yeah, uh, there are people working on a, a localized version in English. They the are, they've been working on it for years and I don't envy that task because like I mentioned in my review of the game, some of the humor is quite cultural and it's, it's a big challenge to translate, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think they were, um, a few months back, they were close to finishing the, the localization, so... Who knows? That's excellent. I hope, I hope they do. More people should play the game. 
it would be interesting. I'd love to play it. Need to check it out someday. I need to get a working Creamcast first though. Yeah, well, my, you that's can my priority. Have, I'm sure I can. I can get you a nice Japanese Dreamcast. Yeah, maybe one. maybe I'll get a, a an European a European Dreamcast and a Japanese one, so I can play the, the Japanese games on the Japanese Dreamcast. Maybe, maybe. Okay. okay, so we'll play the Sega Gaga March, the vocal version, and then we'll play something from Jet Set Radio. That's enough. So uh, don't go anywhere. This is the Sega Lounge this week with Jamie from. Dreamcast Gaga, and we'll be right back. Listening to the Sega Lounge with SSF 
Welcome back everyone, this is the SEGA Lounge on Radio SEGA, we play the best SEGA music 24-7 and we also have the best guests, like this week's uh, guest is uh, our good friend Jamie from Dreamcast Gaga, hello again. Hello Casey. Hello. So yeah, we were talking about uh, music uh, in that last bit of the, before we played the, the two tracks we played, um, what is your favorite Dreamcast soundtrack by the way? My favorite Dreamcast soundtrack, I no, guess. Not, oh. not a track, because we know your five uh, top tracks, because we played them on Radio Sega Top 40 Countdown the other week, but the soundtrack as a whole. As a whole, that, that's a tough one. Um, probably Shenmue. Shenmue, it, it's, a, it's a great um, soundtrack for when I just want to relax and, and chill out. Yeah, okay, nice pick. Uh, my favorite as well. Yeah. Um, so you you said earlier that um, you your first online experience was with the Dreamcast. Did you play many games online back in the day? Back in the day, I played. I remember playing Choo Choo Rockets, um, as most people in Europe did, because we got it for free. Yeah. Thank you, Sega. <laughs> um, I played Planet Ring, and yeah. I played Quake. And that was it. I, I can't remember exactly what other games were actually available online in Europe. We didn't really get that many, did we? Yeah, I, I didn't have uh, internet access at the yeah. time, so I never used the the, the online capabilities of, of the console. But, but yeah, I think there were there were some games that uh, even though you couldn't play online per se, but you had some online uh, capabilities. Yeah. Yeah, like Sonic Adventure, I loaded up my yeah. my scores. Not that they were any good, but I loaded them up for um, to try it out. And yeah, but the games I played online were those three that I mentioned. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, I think um, Quake was one of the most played, perhaps. Yeah. And Fantasy Star Online, of course. Ah, I forget. Yeah, yeah. Fantasy Star Online <laughs> was another one that I um, racked up a very big phone bill on. <laughs> Yeah. That was also a memory of uh, my mother at the time, because it, uh, in those days it was modem that you plugged into the phone line and mm -hmm. she'd go to use the phone and hear this strange noise and, and wonder why she couldn't call her friends. <laughs> I was upstairs on Fantasy Star Online trying to um, upgrade my Mac. <laughs> Sega Dreamcast. 
the parents' worst nightmares. Uh, yes. <laughs> that was actually a, a good slogan they could have used at the time. But it would have been better than up to six billion players. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Okay. So, any other uh, specific memory you'd like to mention when it comes to the Dreamcast, or anything else you'd like to add regarding the console? No, I, I just think it's interesting with the Dreamcast that it still continues to live on while most of its rivals at the time lay by the wayside, for want of a better expression. I mean, there's still new games coming out for the Dreamcast. The community is still very vibrant. And it's kind of ironic that in death, the console really flourished and it has a bigger community now than I think it had really during the time that it was released. So that, that's probably my my main memory now of the Dreamcast, that I'm still looking at these new games that are coming out and wondering what the future is going to hold for the console. Yeah, exactly. Uh, do you Would you like to mention any specific game, one of these indie games that they're releasing, one of them that stands out from the rest? In your opinion yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to PS Ola just because I, I've I'm not the biggest shooter fan and the Dreamcast has a lot of shooters coming out um, I, although I am coming around to them the more I play but PS Ola is probably the one that I'm most looking forward to playing okay okay that's the RPG that was on that was released for Mega Drive a couple of years ago yeah yeah I think it's called it will be called Pure Solar and the Great Architects this version, I think. Uh, in HD as well. Yeah. HD. Exactly. So there's that. There's that. And there's lots more games coming out. I think that's that's actually uh, something that's pretty interesting. And the fact that it's uh, apparently so easy to to code for, for the Dreamcast uh, to program games uh, is a factor that keeps the, the console alive. For, for yeah, and, and the fact that the consoles, I mean, it seems like you've had a little bit of a bad experience, but I've still got my my very first Japanese Dreamcast with me and it's living on and I've heard from a lot of people that the systems have been good. There's the odd laser problem with the system, but it seems easy enough to repair. Yeah, my first one died, uh, let's see, I bought one, one in the year 2000, so maybe nine years later, 2009 I think. And then I bought a, a used one online, and it lasted for about a year, about a year before it died. So, <laughs> but yeah, no, no laser problems. They just completely died, and I don't know anything about hardware. So maybe they can be fixed, but not sure. I still have them, uh, stored somewhere. But yeah, maybe I can sell them for parts or something. Who knows? But yeah, but, but uh, yeah, I don't think many people complain about the, the, the consoles breaking that much or something. So I, I'm just a, a guy with bad luck, perhaps. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I think I think it's time. Uh, as you know, as you probably know, uh, every time we have a guest on the Sega Lounge, we also have a little segment called the Sega Lounge Challenge. Uh, which is something that we usually say in a, a, a deep voice. It's the Sega Launch Challenge, so that people ca get frightened and maybe they try to run away. But uh, it, it's uh, uh, it can be anything actually that we that we choose to do. Uh, and to keep people more even more scared, 
uh, we actually have a, an intro that I'm not sure if you heard because we only played it once a couple okay. of weeks ago and I'm try I'm gonna try to play it to you I think you're able to hear the sounds that I play let's try uh, where is it and now I don't have it oh here it is let's see if you can hear this now you know our guests they're amazing they're stars but are they ready for the Sega Lounge Challenge? It can be a quiz in reverse music. It can be anything we want. Welcome, welcome to your doom. I mean, welcome to the Sega Lounge Challenge. Okay, I think you'll you'll have to listen to the the podcast version. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. because this is scary. Unfortunately, I. I, I Maybe I, I didn't turn on something so you could hear this, but uh, you'll need to listen to the podcast because this is really scary and you'll be you'll be scared. Okay. But <laughs> it's like James Earl Jones meets um, Alter Beast. That's what I say. Ah, it's scary. It's scary. It's scary. So are you ready, Jamie, for the Sega Lounge Challenge? Okay. You're not, you're not. Uh, but okay. <laughs> nice try, though. But yeah, you're try not. Try my best. I'll try my best. Okay, okay. So we have a Dreamcast-themed quiz for you. Uh, since you're so knowledgeable about the Dreamcast, I don't think you'll have a problem with this. Or will you? Oh, mm -hmm. Yes. So uh, each question, uh, this, these are multiple choice questions. So each question has uh, three options. So listen carefully and choose wisely. Okay, question number one. Ready? Okay, go ahead. Let's go. During the development process, two different projects were started to come up with a successor to the Sega Saturn. One of them was headed by Sega of America and eventually dropped in favor of its Japanese counterpart. What was it called? Option A. Lionheart. Option B, Black Belt. Or option C, Karate Chop. <laughs> okay, um, I'll go with B, Black Belt. Is that your final answer? That's my final answer. Sure. Yes. And you're right. That is, that is the correct answer, yes. Although Karate Chop would be a great name for a con. <laughs> Yeah, I came up with the awesome names, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, question number two. The Japanese project, so we talked about the American one, the Japanese project yep. was headed by Sega of Japan. It was known as Katana. But that wasn't its first code name. Which was it? Option A, Dural. Option B, Hornet. Option C, Shadow. Okay, I'll go with A, because it's also the name of a boss in Virtual Fighter, Dural. Exactly. It wasn't the Daytona Hornet, or Shadow the Hedgehog, so yeah. Uh, Dural was the, the correct answer. Very well, two uh, out of two. Awesome. Question number three. The Dreamcast was praised for its online capabilities. The console came with the browser disc. The browser had different names according to the region you were in. For example, the Japanese browser was called Dream Passport. 
and the European browser was called the Dream Key. What was the US version called? Option A Dream Ring Option B Cast Key or Option C Planet Web Oh, I, I don't really know a lot of a lot about the American Dreamcast, sadly, but I'll go with C. So, Planet Web. Yes. Final answer. Can you give me the options one more time? So, option A, Dream Ring. Option B, Cast Key. Option C, Planet Web. Um, I think it's A or, A or C, but I'll stick with C. So, are you right or are you wrong? And you're correct! That oh. is the, the correct answer. <laughs> you lucky bastard. Uh, <laughs> number four. So, three out of three. I need to make these quizzes harder somehow. But yeah. Number four. In one of the following games, a launch title for the Dreamcast in North America and Europe, you played as a character called Elliot. Which one? Option A, Blue Stinger. Option B, Expendable. Option C, Trick Style. Another game that is very close to my heart um, for, for various reasons. Uh, I'll go with A, Blue Stinger. And that is correct. Wow, well done, well done. Can we have a perfect score tonight for the first time? Maybe, who knows? Let's see, uh, question number five. What was the code name of Dreamcast game Shenmue? during its production period. Ooh. This one's easy, right? Oh, I don't think so. No? Okay. Right. Oh, let's see if I if I um, picked some nice uh, options. Let's see, option A, Project Phoenix. Op uh, option B, Project Nine Dragons. Or option C, Project Berkeley. Okay, well, I know that one came as a free a disc with Virtual Fighter 3 in Japan, so I'll go with Project Berkeley. And See, yes, sorry. It's correct. Yes, it's this way. It's the, the... If you don't know anything about Shenmue, this is the, the least likely uh, to be correct answer, because Berkeley? I, yeah. would, I would go with Phoenix or Nine Dragons, or just Dragon. Maybe I should have put Dragon up for some reason. Maybe Project Berkeley and Project Berkeley might have been a little bit trickier. Yes, but, yes, yes. But Berkeley, yeah. I, I've, I've, that's a very good disc, actually. If you have a Japanese copy of Virtual Fighter, it, it's worth watching. That would actually be a good idea, Project Berkeley. Ah, maybe some, <laughs> for another quiz, maybe. Uh, question number six. We're halfway there, because we, we have ten questions. So, question number six. In Shenmue 2, Ryo Hazuki meets a girl who rides a motorcycle. What's this girl's name? You don't have options this time because you should know this one. Oh my goodness. Off the top of my head. It's been so long. Oh, what's her name? Okay, I can Just... give you the options. Fine. Yeah, I have the options. Fine. <laughs> uh, look out for my awesome Japanese accent. Uh, option A. Huying. Not sure if this is pronounced correctly, but okay. Option B. Joy. Option C. Shenhua. B. Joy. Joy. Okay. 
the, the actually the the one that is um, easiest to pronounce. <laughs> and it's correct. That's it. That is the correct answer. Joy, option B. Okay, number seven. Pen Pen Triathlon, known in Europe as just Pen Pen, was a launch title for the Dreamcast in Japan and North America. It featured penguin-like characters known as Pen Pen. Each of them had names. Which one of the following wasn't a character in the game? Okay, so you will want mm. the one that wasn't in the game. Okay. Option A, Sparky. Option B, Tina. Option C, Donnie. Oh my goodness. Um... So, option A, <laughs> Sparky. Option B, Tina. Option C, Donnie. Yeah, I'm gonna have to have a. I'll have a guess. I'll go with Tina. So that isn't that that is the character that wasn't in the game, right? Oh. Okay, I'm gonna change. I'm gonna go for Donnie. Doesn't sound something like a Japanese person would come up with, so I'll go with Donnie. So that is your final answer. This time. Final answer. Sure. No, I'm not sure. <laughs> it's, it's probably Donnie now. I've gone through all the others, so I'll, I'll stick with I'll stick with that one. Anyway. So option C, Donnie. That is the correct answer, indeed. Donnie, <laughs> Donnie isn't. Although Donnie, uh, we love Donnie. Uh, actually, my co-host. Uh, of the second lounge <laughs> but uh yeah he could be he could be in pen pen triathlon who knows maybe in the sequel yeah donnie donnie we love we love donnie because yeah uh donnie is actually uh hideki naganuma did the, the soundtrack to sonic rush on the nintendo ds and one of the songs he sampled for one of the the levels uh is a song from the, the 70s or something called Donnie. So since then, Donnie has become a, a, somewhat of a, a superstar in the community. Yes, so Donnie Check. isn't in Pen Pen. Shame. Number eight, question number eight. You're almost there. In Sonic Adventure, Amy Rose is chased throughout the stages by one of Dr. Eggman's robots. What's the robot's name? Option A, zero. Option B, E102 Gamma. Option C, Chaos. Okay, I wouldn't be much of a Dreamcast fan if I didn't know this one. It's B. Okay, so, the rob robot that chased Amy is called E102 uh, Gamma. Final oh, answer? Players, but is that the one that chases her? Uh, that's the one you play as. Okay, I'll stick with that one anyway. So your final answer is B, E102 Gamma. Yes. Unfortunately, <laughs> that is not the correct answer. The correct yeah. answer was zero. E102 that's Gamma right. was the playable one, yeah? That's, that's, that's correct. That's right, yeah. But the I one that chased that. Amy was zero. What a pain that robot was. Yes. There's my credibility down the, the toilet. Ah, ah okay, okay. Oh. Not bad, 7 out of 8, and we still have 2 more to go. Number 9. Sonic Adventure 2 was the game that introduced us to Shadow the Hedgehog, but also to Rouge the Bat, Professor Gerald Robotnik, or Gerald Robotnik, actually, and his granddaughter called... Option A. Anna. 
Option B, Maria. Or option C, Tikal. Oh, um... So maybe Anna Robotnik, Maria Robotnik, or Tikal Robotnik. I'll, I'll go with Anna. A Anna. Final answer? Again. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a final answer. I'm not sure though. It's not the correct answer. The correct answer oh. was Maria. Maria Robotnik. Huh? Or in, uh, as Shadow would put it, Maria. Yes. Ah, uh, I remember. I remember. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> Uh, okay, final question. You've got seven uh, correct answers, so not bad. Let's see if you can get uh, eight correct answers. Number ten. Indie developers keep bringing new games to the Dreamcast, just like we were saying. One of them, recently funded on Kickstarter, tells the tale of a world caught in constant f conflict between magic and technology. Can you name this game? Option A, Elysian Shadows. Option B, Pure Solar and the Great Architects. Option C, Slave. Hmm, I, I, I'm guessing that it was the. It's not the Pure Solar game. It's the the Elysian Shadows. So A. Final answer. Yes. Yes. I like when I ask final uh, if that's your final answer. Everyone <laughs> yeah, keeps, I, I keeps changing the, 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 the answers. <laughs> but yes, that is the correct answer. Using shadows, yes. Uh, we had the guys on the, the show a couple of weeks back, so yeah, great guys, and uh, should be a great game as well. Yeah, it looks like an interesting game. Like the the story and the the, the setting looks good, so yeah, I'm interested yeah. to see what they come up with. Same here. So it was recently funded. Uh, so we look forward to that. So yeah, eight questions, eight correct answers out of uh, 10 possible. So that's awesome. 80%. You can, I think uh, we can give you the Sega Lounge seal of approval, which uh, everyone wants so bad. Uh, <laughs> Excellent. I'll, nev I'll never live uh, missing two Sonic questions. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, actually, those were the only ones that you missed, the Sonic questions. So, yeah, I thought those were the easy ones. And, yeah, I need to I need to start asking more Sonic questions to our guests. Yeah, I need to brush up on my Sonic history, I think. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, um, I think it's about time we wrap this up, because we're uh, recording this at... Uh, my time is 4.30, uh, 4.35 p.m. but uh, it's uh, past midnight over there right in Japan that's right yeah it's, it's late at night here so you need to go to bed because uh, tomorrow is a work day perhaps that's uh, right. yeah so I want to thank uh, you very much for joining us on the Sega Lounge it's been a pleasure if people want to uh, check out your website your Twitter feed Facebook whatever uh, where can they find you yeah, thanks, Casey. It's been great. It's been a lot of fun to come on the show. If, if you do want to check out the website, it's it's at www.dcgaga.com and there's all the information in regards to Facebook and Twitter. But yeah, please come by and say hi and tell me what you'd like to see on the website because ultimately it's something that I want to make 
a community hub and some kind of resource for people who want to get interested in Dreamcast, especially the Japanese Dreamcast. Awesome. So don't forget to check that out. If you want, if you forget uh, the website, you can just go to our website, RadioSega.net, and on the Friends of Radio Sega area, you'll find a link to Dreamcast Gaga as well. So uh, that's uh, an easier way, perhaps, if you forget. Although I think DC Gaga is really easy to remember. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so uh, thank you, Jamie, for joining us tonight. We hope all the best for your website and your future projects. Happy birthday to DC Gaga. Two years, almost, this Friday. Thank so, you. Yeah. Uh, we hope to have you on the show uh, another time in the future as well. Maybe we can talk more about the Dreamcast and other stuff. Okay, so thank you for joining us. Thank you very much for having me. Take care. So welcome back, everyone, to the Sega Lounge on Radio Sega. Yeah. Did you miss me? <laughs> That's creepy Did again. Did you miss me? Here's okay. Donny. Uh, see what I did there? <laughs> yeah, so that was our interview with Jamie from Dreamcast Gaga, which was uh, awesome and informative and not creepy at all because Donnie wasn't there. Uh, uh, it's now time to to wrap up the, the show, uh, our after hours segment. Actually, this whole show has been after hours with the whole, with the whole sexy thing and all. What? Just the intro and the ending has been after hours. Yeah, the interview was great. So I, I, I think we need to apologize to Jamie because he was an awesome guest and we screwed things up. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. So what uh, are the next shows on Radio Sega? Well, uh, in a couple of hours, we'll have RSN Live with Voice, uh, Midnight, BST and all the other time zones because Radio Sega is time travels uh, so stay tuned for that voice is coming back voice is coming back for you voice <laughs> actually that's I'm a lot of voice radio and audio and tomorrow uh, <laughs> uh, with Rexy 9pm BST Sega Mixer Drive. This is Donnie, and you're listening to Sega Mixer Drive. Except not really, because this is the Sega Lounge, but who cares? Yeah. Welcome to Sega Mixer Drive. Remixing your brain for two hours. 9 p.m. BST. Welcome to Donnie Gets Beaten the Living Shit Out of by Rexy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is all uh, Donnie's fault, so I don't have anything to do with this. Uh, then uh, Shadow Remix should be back, uh, hopefully, this Saturday uh, at 4 p.m. BST. 4 p.m. BST uh, on Radio Sega. Radio Sega. Uh, with the Little Little Afternoon Breakfast Show. Show. Uh, Yardly. Um, yes, so the late, late, late afternoon breakfast show, also known as La 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 Labs. I think that's sexy, actually. La 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 Labs. 
Yeah, uh, there's no Forever Sonic Random Hour uh, this week, unfortunately, due to other commitments by our boss man. Well, the other boss man, because our real boss man is Donny. Donny! But yeah. Uh, and then there's Radio Sega's Top 40 Countdown, the best Monday night show on Radio Sega. Hands down. Because it's the only one. With KC, uh, who actually is me. KC is me, me is KC, I Hi. am... I'm Donny. Maybe not. Uh, and uh, on Wednesday, uh, next week, on Wednesday, you'll have the Cyber Razor Cut. Cyber Razor Cut with Sonic Yoda. Yoda. Uh, at 8 p.m. BST. BST. On Radio Sega. And uh, Thursday brings back the Sega Lounge with Donnie and myself. Uh, more randomness and stupid things happening next week with uh, guests who I really don't know who uh, I do I know no I don't uh, we don't Great. have any confirmation yet from our guests so let's hope for the best and um, tune yeah in. they're not gonna want to tune in after this ending yeah <laughs> maybe we won't oh I forgot to apologize for something last week we had an awesome conversation with uh, Kopke Graham uh, both from the second Nerds and a winner was you uh, regarding the Dreamcast but uh, unfortunately due to technical issues uh, we the recording didn't meet our quality requirements. Let's just say that, and we didn't. Uh, we don't have a podcast for for you guys to listen to. So if you didn't listen to the show live, well, tough. Uh, your problem. Uh, but yeah, sorry for that. But of course, we'll try to. Um, I'll, I'll try to put up the podcast for this week's show. Not sure if we should because this is actually uh, just wrong and creepy but uh, yeah we'll probably have the podcast for episode 12 of the Sega Lounge shortly after the show airs on Radio Sega so I think that's it for the upcoming shows on our station what about the Sonic News Show Donny? Sonic uh, News Show <laughs> <laughs> or as Shadow Remix likes to call it Yardley uh, okay yeah, he actually does like to call it that. Okay, <laughs> uh, thanks for sharing. Fun fact. Uh, <laughs> first, it's used to see. Yardley! Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> I'll have no, to... I'll, I'll use a, 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 a censored uh, sound effect or something. I Actually, but, I will. I will do that. Why? I'll have, I, I, the, the, the censored sound effect will be... Yardley! Oh my god. Yardley for, it? Really? For, for real. For real. Yardly it? Really? I, I'm gonna yardly it. Ew. <laughs> so, yeah, you're saying. Yak it yardly, okay. <laughs> uh, coming soon to theaters near you. <laughs> yes. Anyway, uh, Sonic News Show. Uh, I wouldn't count on it. I'm probably just gonna hold off until October, really. Maybe mid to late October. Uh, because of all that's about to happen with Sonic Boom and Smash, and oh my god, I wish I had Smash. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have I the really... demo? The 3DS demo? I have the demo, but it's just not enough. Everyone's yeah. got the freaking Japanese version and the Japanese 3DS. and I... Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome, it's awesome. I'm really enjoying it. 
It's a shame we can play as, as Sonic, but yeah. I, I, I actually never played as Sonic uh, on Brawl, but I, I'd like to try it on the, the 3DS. I love playing I as Mega Man, though. I want Japanese 3DS and Japanese Smash. So is the, is the, US, the US version of the demo uh, just like the, the European one? The same characters and all? Yeah, but it's going to be weeks from now before it comes out. It'll be two, like two weeks from now. Yeah, I was just asking if the demo is the same for the US uh, and European should uh, be. regions. Should be. I, I just uh, they, don't they could have, can... they could have uh, made different characters code. available or something. Just region lock, of course. You can't actually give a yeah. European American code, so... Mm -hmm. I still have two codes, I think, so... If any of the European people that are listening to this want to... Want one code? Yes, uh, European version. Let me know. Uh, I I didn't know this is this was a a special thing. Uh, I thought everyone got the the email. Everyone registered as a Club Nintendo you, member, but apparently not. So I'm special. Can, I'm special. You know you. You know what? Better yet, just you know what? Send me those European codes, and I'll tweet them out right now. <laughs> no, people have to listen to Radio Sega. No, no, no. I want to give out the codes. I said I would give out codes if I ever got any. Really? Yeah. We, we should, we should, uh, then we, we should have a, a competition for that. It's it's not actually no. Sega related, but, but we could have. Why competition for free yeah, yeah, codes, yeah. though? For, no, no. A competition and people have to pay us $50. Give me the damn codes. <laughs> okay, I'll give you the codes. Yay. Okay. But you can only tweet them after we air the show. But Dad... Yeah, so if you're listening to this, just head over to Twitter right now and uh, Donnie is going to uh, tweet the codes But I don't to... know when the show will end. You'll, you'll have to listen as well. No! <laughs> just let me put up the damn codes. No, tomorrow. <laughs> I already have enough suffering to deal with when it comes to the full game of Smash. I'll, I'll give them. I'll give them to the new Donny Order person on Twitter. <laughs> Why? Because, because he's awesome, or he she's awesome. I don't know. Uh, I think this. Why uh, is this game? Why has this game cursed me? I, th I think uh, um, the person behind this account is actually Donny. No, it, it's not. Um... I think. I think he's the one. You're the one behind this. No, I'm not. It yeah, was red yeah. herring. No, no. I think it's it's Donny. No. You 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 have you have uh, a huge ego. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> and and a uh, huge beard. I have a huge desire for giving away codes though, and it want my my copy of Smash now. You know. Yeah. Uh, both of right. those things are not happening. But yeah. <laughs> Give me my codes. <laughs> Never. Or free maybe maybe damn maybe I will. So yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I think that's about it for the Sega Lounge. Uh, we've been dragging this for too long now, and so stay tuned for um, RSN Live in a couple of hours, perhaps. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week, perhaps. Uh, we'll end the show with. Another track that um, Jamie uh, from uh, Dreamcast Kaga picked. 
from Shenmue will play Shenhua. Love my Japanese accent. Yes, Shenhua. From Shenmue. Yeah. Okay, so I, I think we need to end this uh, in a sexy note. So, thanks for listening to the Sega Lounge. I've been Casey. I've been Casey. And I'm sexually not that attractive. <laughs> Bye. Boy. Bye-bye. different guests, Sega music, news, and whatever else we can think of. The Sega Lounge, only on Radio Sega. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music, 24-7.